Let's slow things down a bit. Today I'm talking about slow motion in action scenes. This is Scott's Up Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about the use of slow motion in action movies, which is both uh, can be a tool or a crutch, depending on how it is used. So without further ado, let's get started. Slow motion is synonymous with action cinema, whether it's a perfect shot with our hero's final bullet, an awesome spinning kick by Donnie Yen, or a brief moment before someone loses their head to a sword, the well-timed use of slow motion is fist-pump-inducing stuff. So today we're going to break down how good action movies use slow motion for added impact and how bad ones use its powers for ill. So first, let's start with a definition. Slow motion is something that's hard to describe because you know it when you see it, but getting into the details is difficult. Anytime the action on screen is moving slower than regular human movement, that's slow motion. The effect is usually created by filming at a higher frame rate and then playing it back at an expected frame rate. When replayed at normal speed, everything looks slowed down. And that slowdown has a dramatic effect that filmmakers can use to enhance a scene, especially if you're an action filmmaker. As always, there's going to be some overlap between these uses. So use number one, we have enhancing comprehension or showing off. I'll always remember watching the dunk contest a few years back when Larry Nance Jr. was competing. For his second dunk, Nance jumped toward the backboard first before slamming the ball into the basket. The crowd was tepid, but the replay showed what Nance had done in slow motion, the arena erupted, because Nance had actually tapped the ball against the backboard and then slammed home in midair. As much as we trust our eyes, what we trust our eyes show us, some of the most impressive physical feats or exciting images are hard to follow and comprehend in real time. The Matrix's lobby shootout is a great example. The film, the scene is filmed almost entirely in slow motion, mostly to show how Neo and Trinity are comprehending what's going on, and it looks really cool. But if you've ever seen the scene in real time for a behind-the-scenes feature, it's almost impossible to follow. There's too much debris and gunfire, and the sweet moves like Trinity's flip look less impressive. The slow motion lets us take in every shell that Neo fires or step that Trinity takes walking up the wall. Most mar modern martial arts movies love this trick for showy spin kicks. Performers like Donnie Yen and Scott Atkins can do some awesome-looking kicks, but seeing them in real time doesn't show you just how impressive and impossible they can look. But when you slow things down and you see, holy shit, he did a 720 before landing that? It's a new ball game. But it doesn't just have to be human bodies. If you've got a sick car jump, let the audience bask in it. Slow motion lets your audience take in the excellent work done by your stunt teams and performers in all its glory. Another way for, to use slow motion is to build anticipation. Another way to use it is in an action scene to get the ex audience excited for what's about to happen. You typically see this tactic used in pre-fights, which we've talked about in an earlier episode. We either notice Shiz is about to hit numerous fans, our hero is powered up and ready to go after a power-up power or revelation, and we're getting excited for the grand finale. The idea here is to get the audience excited for what's about to come. You can even do this in the middle of a fight. 
the Avatar The Last Airbender does this really well, so spoilers for the finale. During Aang's battle with Fire Lord Ozai, Ozai seemingly overpowers Aang and slams him into some rocks, which may or may not have given Aang access to his highly powered Avatar state again. When he emerges to face Ozai again, we see that his eyes and tattoos are lit up, and he grabs Ozai, rises, and blocks the Fire Lord's next punch, all in slow motion. It's a great reversal of where the fight was going and makes the audience super excited about seeing a fully powered Aang in this state again. Use number three is to increase impact, literally. I might have to call this the ramping category because that's mostly how this is used in modern action movies. For those that don't know, ramping is when an action movie makes a sporadic use of slow motion to make individual moves or moments feel impactful. The technique was somewhat popular in foreign cinema for years, but really took off in Hollywood thanks to Zack Snyder. Almost all of the fight scenes in 300 and Watchmen use this technique. So why do action directors like it? Because it can make individual blows and moments in a fight scene land harder. In the Watchmen prison fight, Night Owl and Silk Spectre are using pretty standard martial arts moves against the prisoners, but with ramping, each flying kick or takedown can feel like a super move. That little pause during the slow motion gives the audience just enough time to see the blow about to land, anticipate what will happen, and watch said blow knock the guy across the room or into the ground. It's a miniature setup and payoff and a great way to liven up the standard action scene. What I've started to see now is the use of use one and use three. If a movie has a truly talented performer as its star, the movie will build up an action scene full of ramping around that. At that point, it's like watching one of the Arkham Asylum games in real life, with slow motion before every gloriously over-the-top KO. Use number four is to increase tension. Another great use of slow motion in an action scene is to ratchet up the tension. You see this a lot in movies with ticking clocks, i.e. plan a plan with a countdown, and someone has to stop the bomb from going off, break free, or save someone just in the nick of time. If you want to extend a naturally tense situation, slow motion right before the moment of truth can make the audience take a breath and breathe a sigh of relief. In True Lies, for instance, there's a sequence when Jamie Lee Curtis's Helen is stuck in an out-of-control car that's about to zoom over a downed bridge. Some attempts failed attempts, and just before the car dips into the water, Helen grabs her, her husband Harry's arm and is successfully carried off in time in slow motion while screaming her lungs out. And use number five is explosions and destruction. If you're going to blow something up, why not let the audience enjoy it for a while? This is close to the first use and the fourth, since slow motion is used to show the audience the breadth of the destruction, but instead of a physical feat or stunt, it's pyrotechnics. The most infamous example is the hero walking away from the explosion in the background trope that demonstrates just how badass our hero is under pressure. They don't even flinch when something explodes behind them. The more common usage is to show off the carnage and let the audience see just how destructive this fireball could have been or is. And since our heroes are usually just out of harm's reach, or may have caused this, there's an added sense of relief or power given to said hero. In Speed, we've seen the middle section, we've spent the middle section of the movie wondering what kind of explosion would be in store if the bus slowed beneath 50 miles an hour. So the explosion, once everyone is off the bus, does precisely that, and it's massive. Holy crap, we're thinking Keanu and Sandra could have been in that. If there's a baddie in the explosion, this is usually a moment of victory for the hero, so the audience gets to relish in how awful the villain's demise was. 
part of the reason Batman Begins train crash ending and explosion is so satisfying is because we know Rachel Ghoul is in that train. And if you're able to fit in a quippy one-liner before things go boom, all the better. So what is bad slow motion? So with all the cool uses of slow motion, what does bad slow motion look like? Broadly speaking, bad slow motion is using the technique at the wrong time or filming it wrong. Some filmmakers have a nasty habit of using slow motion as a crutch or substitute for solid choreography or well-staged sequences. Need to add drama to a moment? Add slow motion. Need one moment of clarity in your impossible to follow fight? Add slow motion. But if you keep using slow motion or use it without purpose, it becomes predictable and stale. You have to choose your moments carefully. For instance, filming the second to last hit in slow motion over the final blow is a bad look. You also need to film it right. As fun as the burly brawl from The Matrix Reloaded is conceptually, the Wachowski's decision to slow down to use slow motion on a very clearly CGI'd version of Keanu Reeves up close and personal was a bad decision when the movie came out, let alone two decades later. Slow motion is an action scene enhancement, not a building block. You need a solid foundation before you can use it. Like many techniques in the action movie arsenal, slow motion is best used when it has a clear purpose. It should be enhancing a moment, not trying to make a bad moment better. It should also be used sparingly. Slow motion is awesome if used in moderation, but if every fight scene uses it, it begins to run together. It's a trick to enhance good action filmmaking, not a solution for boring action. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.